Hello, this is Stephanie. And this is Brian. Welcome to our podcast, The Making and the Remaking of a Codependent Mind. This week, we thought we'd spend some time talking about the serenity prayer. But before we get into that topic, we mentioned last episode that we'd like to do a future episode where we respond to listener questions. And uh, we got a few, so thank you to those listeners who sent us some questions. But if there are others uh, we'd like to hear from you, you can email us at codependentmind at gmail.com. And you can find us on Facebook or Instagram by searching A Codependent Mind. So on this topic, I thought it would be fun to explore this serenity prayer in detail. This is a... This is a prayer that's said at Alcoholics Anonymous meetings. And like we talked about, um, I had uh, attended AA on a couple of occasions throughout my life. Mm -hmm. Is it also said at CODA meetings, codependent? uh, Possibly. I mean, it would make sense. I I think it's just, yeah, a 12-step meetings. I Mm -hmm. think it's it's common Mm -hmm. where it's said. And, you know, you can call it a prayer. You can call it a saying, whatever your beliefs are. But... Before we get into it, I guess I'll say the prayer so we everyone knows what we're talking about here. Yes. It's very short, it's very to the point, but it's very difficult to actually grasp for a lot of people, I think, and my former self included. So the prayer goes, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Setting aside the God piece, we're going to be focusing on the three things that it expresses a desire for yeah the ability to accept the uh, the courage to act mm-hmm. and the wisdom to know the difference yeah between the things that you need to accept and and the things that that you need courage to be right. able to change right so i think it's as always it's useful to think about how my former self my codependent self and my as we said several times my perceived powerlessness made me behave when it came to these things, right? I remember you talking about that saying or prayer early on in our relationship. I don't remember how it came up, but it was funny because you, and I don't exactly remember what you said, but it was something to the effect of being confused by it because, Mm -hmm. you know, you're supposed to accept the things you cannot change and have the courage to change the things you can, but how do you know? Right. How do you, how do you as know? As if ever you really right. completely forgot about that right. third part. I was like, well, that's what the wisdom is I know. to do. Well, that, and really, I think, I mean, that's the part that has to come first. That's mm-hmm. that's at the core of it. You, and it's not really necessarily a, finding some difference between like, things that can or can't change. It's, it's basically just knowing yourself, having mm-hmm. self-awareness mm-hmm. and knowing your abilities and knowing what you stand for, what your values are. And because without that, which is what I was severely lacking, mm-hmm. um, then then the rest is kind of meaningless. Like, what am I accepting or what am I trying to change? Yeah. So do you remember, I mean, how you received that? If we t- want to take it as advice or... Yeah. Back in the day, like yeah. when, when I was in those meetings and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I remember thinking at the time, similar to what I said to you mm-hmm. there, which is like, I, how do I how do I figure that out? Yeah. How do I become wise? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess wise is a good word for it. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's 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 just yeah, knowing yourself and well, I think knowing yourself absolutely is part of it. 
but I think wisdom could be can be understood as applied knowledge and insight. So we all know people who are very intelligent mm-hmm. and smart. You, you are intelligent, but who don't act, necessarily act that way. Yeah. So you know they're right. they're they're articulate and they're well read and you know they do really well in school, but the way that they are in in their as they move through their lives and their social lives and and their their domestic lives, you just feel like, what's wrong with that yeah. person? Like, yeah, what, what? seem like they obviously making like choices that seem kind of dumb. And uh-huh. it, uh, and the person may even show signs of of knowing it to some extent. It, almost like just I know this is a bad idea, but what am I gonna do? So it's. Is as if they have all these intellectual resources, but they can't access them in certain access, uh, parts of their life. They yeah. can't apply them. Mm-hmm. And then I can also think of people that I know or that I know of who aren't particularly articulate or educated, um, but do seem wise. Yeah. Do seem people whose advice about how to live you'd like to to follow Mm -hmm. so they're whatever intellectual resources they have they are able to put them to good use yeah (laughs) it's not a direct correlation between Mm -hmm. intelligence and wisdom yeah right yeah i guess that's what i'm trying to say and because really i think a lot of it has to do with reading our emotions Mm -hmm. correctly which is Mm -hmm. a big disconnect that i had so because it's that stuff's there it doesn't take actual book smarts to read your emotions. Yeah, we talked about how when you were disconnected from your emotions, you were disconnected from a, a huge source of information mm-hmm. about yourself and about the world. Yeah. So not surprisingly, the decisions that you would make in that state were compromised by a lack of information. Yeah, right. So even if, again, you were kind of acting intelligently or rationally, mm-hmm. <laughs> there was this whole, there's this huge swath of information that was not taken into account when you chose how to act. Yeah, and I had all these other kind of maladaptive behaviors that rolled into this package, mm-hmm. like the compartmentalization and things like that, where I was constantly, I was I was going from this place of powerlessness and then making up stories to feel okay with that powerlessness, to feel okay with the fear and the shame that was coming from my bad decisions Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I and and all the while ignoring my emotions. And in the episode, I think it was the one about emotional immaturity, I refer to a study of people whose emotional system had been compromised by severe injury, like an injury to the brain, so that only the kind of rational processing was available to them. Their emotional processing was not available to them anymore. Right. And um, if you remember the theory going into that study was that, well, these people would be great decision makers, yes, right? right? They, because, you know, our emotions, all our emotions do is compromise. Our, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our they're going to get clouded by their emotions. Or they're something, not clouded right? by the emotions, right? They're yeah. just like fewer emotions. And, and as, as you know, I, I talked about, in fact, exactly the opposite was true. They were terrible decision makers. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't even know how to kind of decide what to, where to go for dinner. Like, yeah. Because again, our emotional system which takes cues from our whole body, not just from our brain, mm-hmm. 
provides a, a lot of information about ourselves and about the world. I think that's essentially what I was doing. I was doing as, as if I had this injury. Mm -hmm. I, I was trying it's, to keep those emotions out because they, right. they were unwanted. I was afraid of them. I felt as though they were that I needed to keep myself safe from them or something. Mm -hmm. So then I think that this is a good lead into the first piece of it, which I kind of always saw myself as, as defaulting to being the accept the things I cannot change. Right. <laughs> so, because really, I didn't actually, it's not that I didn't even have the, yeah, I mean, really, yeah, I didn't have the courage to change the things I can, but I didn't even know what those were to begin with. So I kind of just by default accepted right. everything. Yes. <laughs> um, right. So you didn't have the wisdom to know the difference. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've established that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because you, you didn't know, you were compartmentalizing, you mm -hmm. were suppressing or repressing emotions. Mm -hmm. You were refusing to read any signals from your emotional life. You were trying to approach everything very rationally. Yeah, and everything individually, right? Mm -hmm. So no big picture at all. Mm -hmm. Like I, I just, it was too difficult, too scary for me to yeah. look at the big picture. So everything that I approached was an individual issue. <laughs> so you just decided to classify everything as something that you need to accept. <laughs> yeah, I had to accept. So, but the thing is that I've noticed when I look back on it, I didn't actually accept those things. So mm. really, I was not doing any of this at all. <laughs> so I, I acted as if I was accepting mm -hmm. it, being that, well, I have no choice. I'm powerless. This person likes me, so I have to like them back mm -hmm. or, you know, mm -hmm. things like that. I mean, that's my job. Uh, well, my job sucks, but oh, well, you know, there's right. nothing I can do about it. I need mm -hmm. this job, things like that. Yeah. Or this person behaves this way, treats me this way, but what are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? Right. So I would accept it, but but really I was not. So because what I didn't realize also was that I was full of resentment. Mm -hmm. I was angry all the time. Mm -hmm. um, I was sad. I was depressed. So I didn't actually accept these things. That's not acceptance when you're resentful all the time. That's resistance. That's right. It's ineffective resistance. Uh -huh. <laughs> right. You felt powerless. And like we've said in other episodes, resentment is the anger of the powerless. Right. And here's the thing, too. I was actually changing things also. So there's the, my default position was I'm going to accept everything. Mm -hmm. Then, which is, and like I said, I was not actually accepting this. Yeah, thing. that so was more a, a justification or rational, rationalization about why you were not acting. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then... You would just, you would default into this powerless position and then you would post hoc yeah. justify it by saying, oh, I'm just... Ex right. I'm, I, I'm just being relaxed I'm just, and... I'm just <laughs> accepting things. Yeah, right. And, but then, so I did some change in things. The things I changed were myself in relation to other people as far as, uh, but not in a healthy way, which we'll get to mm -hmm. here, I think. Um, but so someone like say R, the person we talked about that all these insults and mm -hmm. like, you need to change yourself. So I, I, I tried to change those things. Right. So I'm, I'm changing or Jay, myself to try to appease people that are abusing me. So right. Or Jay freaking out if you moved when you yeah. slept. So yeah. then you're changing your sleep patterns to yes. fit her. You, you changed your eating patterns to fit her mm -hmm. patterns. Um, yeah. You changed basically m most aspects of your daily life to accommodate her yeah, controlling exactly. behavior. So really, you know, I did actually do a lot of changes. <laughs> but again, just like the acceptance, which that was not actual acceptance, the change was not actual change because mm -hmm. I didn't 
in my core, agree with these things that I was changing. I was doing this only to appease someone that I resented and didn't think deserved me to do these things. But once again, I felt powerless and I felt like this was the only way to move on, to keep to keep going, to keep myself safe. So what does it look like now, accepting the things that you cannot change as a healthy or yeah, <laughs> integrated, I, self-aware person? Well, so now we have to go back to the beginning because the beginning being like the wisdom part of it. The wisdom part being, ah, okay, I understand myself better now. So I understand mm-hmm. what it is I want to try to accept or try to change or so examples would be people in my life right Mm -hmm. so people that i still want to be in my life but there's things i just don't like about them things that i may want them to change but i can't change those things i can't so it's like so my family being an example Mm -hmm. i want them to be part of my life i i i have to check in with myself and continue to renegotiate that in my mind Mm -hmm. make sure i do still want to be part of their life and them to be part of my life. Mm -hmm. But there's certain behaviors coming from each of them that I don't really like, but I'm accepting those things because I'm not going to try to change them and I don't really expect them to change. So I have my expectations around that. Um, So I'm accepting that basically. You accepting that they are the people they are Mm -hmm. and then you're deciding whether you want to have a relationship with them. Yep. Rather than feeling you have to have a relationship with them. So they either have to change mm-hmm. or you have to just be always resentful that yeah. they're not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have an example of of, of ex- something you would accept? Well, I think that's a, that's a calculation that I do with a lot of things in my life. And I think if you do it a lot, it becomes more natural and almost automatic. Yeah, that's great. That's what I'm striving for. <laughs> uh, I think you'll find that that's true because... I mean, most relationships in your life are going to be like that. Yeah, <laughs> like, there's yeah. not going to be this perfect person. Mm-hmm. And you have to decide whether the person, whether it's a friendship or a family relationship or a romantic relationship, mm-hmm. if there are things about that person that are not ideal, are those things that you can accept? Or are those things that mean that this is not a relationship? is good for you and that mm-hmm. that you want to be in and and also in the professional space yes as well. exactly i was yeah. gonna say yeah right. work yep i work you know every you know jobs mm-hmm. <laughs> every job are far from ideal yeah, like i've again. never had an ideal job <laughs> right right even no matter how much you love your job or right. what you do there's going to be problems there's gonna be people that you don't like to work with there's there's mm-hmm. all kinds of things that can be wrong yeah and you have to know what are your options in that in that situation and you have mm-hmm. and that's about knowing yourself, but also knowing information about the world in terms of, are there other jobs out there? Yeah. Could, you know, in what way might they be better or what way might they be worse? Mm-hmm. Um, what is your, obviously your financial status? What kind of power do you have in that situation? Yeah, right. And, you know, that's something actually that I started to think about more when we started talking about resentments and it being kind of the anger of the powerless. And certainly there are some situations in which you can find yourself that you are completely powerless. But I don't think I've ever been in a situation where I've been completely powerless. Yeah. So when I've started to feel resentment towards maybe people in my life or, or my job, I have started to do a better job checking myself and say like, okay, why am I assuming that I have no power in this situation? Right. Is there some power that I do have? And how do I access and use that power? And it may just be that I have the, always have the power to 
determine how I respond. Yes, exactly. I think react. that I, when it comes to the change, the things I can, the first thing that pops in my head at this point, the healthy version w- would be once again changing myself, but not in the way I was talking about before, where I'm trying to change myself to meet someone else's desires of what they want me to be doing or be like, but changing just my approach. So like with the job example, I regularly do this. We talk about my job on a regular basis mm-hmm. and, and I kind of use you to help me talk through like, okay, here's what's going on right now. Help me figure out, is this worth it? Is this still worth it? Here's the annoying stuff, but here's the big picture of my job and what it's doing for me. And and also, are there things that you can do that can make it better? Yes. That don't rely on other people. Yes, exactly. Changing so, their, like assuming that other people are not going to change. Yeah. Uh, those conditions are not going to change. Are there things that you can do? So being just reasonable, like your boundaries. Mm -hmm. So this is something that I had started doing once I actually started to gain this wisdom was that because I I used to work long hours. I used to stress out unnecessarily about my job as, as kind of a scapegoat really for my overall big picture problems. But once I started gaining this wisdom, I was like, well, do I need to be working 12 hours? No, not really. I mean, is if that's the expectation, then maybe this isn't the right job, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm going to start cutting it off at five o'clock and, because that's what I want. That's what I feel like was reasonable. That's what I want my life to look like. So I did it and I've been doing it for a couple of years now, cutting it off at five o'clock. And Everything's been fine. And yeah, there were no <laughs> professional consequences. No, no. I mean, there could have been, yeah, could which have been. would have been information, as you said, about yeah. whether you wanted to continue in that sure. job. Right. But you were doing that, just assuming that you had to do it. Yeah, because I would see other people doing it. And, and, and I just assumed, I just didn't value myself enough to, mm-hmm. or, or what I brought to the table that I was just like, this is what other people do. This is probably what's expected of me. So I well, better work 12 hours. That's the courage part. Isn't yeah. It? Mm-hmm. It is, right. The courage to end it at five. Mm-hmm. The, the courage to defend your boundary. And yeah. and, the, it, and it was nerve-wracking in it the was. beginning. It was. For sure. I mean, you yeah. would talk about it a lot. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and weekends and stuff like that, too. Because mm-hmm. I have lots of coworkers that just all weekend long, just emails. You know, by the time Monday morning hits, I have 25 emails because people are just, they don't stop. But I don't need to do that. I don't want to do that is, is, is the main thing here. So if I need to do that, being they expect it, then I need to assess now, reassess my relationship to this job. So that's actual change. I think a lot of things are kind of a hybrid, right? Like it's not like this perfect, here's two options. I can or I can't change this one thing. And now, you know, it's like kind of each situation that we come across is going to have kind of a little bit of both, right? I'm So like with the family thing, I'm accepting some of their behavior, but also at the same time, I'm deciding what kind of relationship I want with them. So, okay, well, I'm not going to stress out too much about making sure I call them every week or something like that. I I just, this is my role. This is what I feel like my role should be in the family. And again, that takes a certain amount of courage because Mm -hmm. you were not used to defining the relationships that you wanted yourself. It was always responsive to other people's needs or demands. You didn't feel that you could, because of past trauma and abuse, you didn't feel it was safe for you to articulate and act on your own needs needs and desires. Mm-hmm. No boundaries and just go with the flow. And, and it was scary. It was scary to do so. Yeah, so, absolutely. You know, again, initially when you started kind of put up some boundaries with your family in terms of what you were going to respond to, what discussions you were going to get involved with, mm-hmm. what expectations you felt were reasonable and not reasonable, that, that was nerve-wracking yeah. for you. 
Yeah. But you did it. And it, again, like work, it was fine. Yeah, right. <laughs> because yeah. these are, as you say, actually people you want in your life. So they responded in a way that people in your that you want in your life should respond, which right. is to respect your boundaries. Yeah. And it actually worked that way. It's like, wow, unbelievable. I, I, I'm able to exercise boundaries and just be myself and do what I want. And it's fine. <laughs> but it does take courage because it doesn't always go that way. No. Which is true. <laughs> no. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Like it very well could have been that work, you know, it's just like, you know what? No, we expect people to go above and beyond. We don't mm -hmm. have enough staff. Like it's just... Mm -hmm. If you want this job, this is what you kind of do. And then it's like, okay, well, I guess I don't want this job. <laughs> or you could do that with people, set a boundary in terms of what you were willing, what time and effort you were willing to put in the relationship, and they could freak out at you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And get angry. Yes, right. And try to guilt you or shame you. I think that happens a lot, especially within family situations where family members will use guilt or shame <laughs> yeah. in order to try and get things from other family members that mm -hmm. they feel that they deserved. So it turns out, I think, that the serenity prayer is actually pretty good advice about how to live your life. It's just really hard to take up if you're in the kind of emotional and mental distress that you were in when you were actively engaging in codependent behaviors mm -hmm. because you didn't have the self-knowledge, that wisdom, or really an accurate picture of the world. It was like just... we've talked about in, 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 other, in other episodes. You didn't have an accurate picture of the relationships that you were in. Mm -hmm. it was, everything was distorted by the fear and the shame and the other codependent habits. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's the complete ROM framework. So you didn't have that framework. And then yeah. it was hard to be courageous when there was so much fear in almost every situation. Yeah, right. Exactly. And especially when you were in actively abusive or toxic relationships. Mm -hmm. And so, as you were saying, you kind of like were defaulting to accepting the things you could not change. As in like but physically accepting. It, it just gave you an out <laughs> mm -hmm. to not confront these kind of terrifying realities of your life. Mm -hmm. But even that, you weren't, as you say, weren't really doing it. No. Right. You were, in fact, trying to control the situation with, say, these abusive partners by managing their environment and mm -hmm. reactions rather than having the courage to make the change that you needed to make, which was to leave those relationships. Right. And then also, there's just I'm thinking about bad behavior by these people. So I'm accepting their bad behavior not just towards me, but towards other people. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes the change that I would do would be to take that on and kind of blame myself sometimes because that was easier mm -hmm. to blame myself than to blame the other because because the now, now I'm kind of implicated, like I'm forcing myself to feel as though I need to take action if I recognize that this person is behaving badly. So instead it's just like, oh, well, yeah, it's, I just need to do this. And, it's kind of like the trauma bond. Yeah. Where the trauma bonding comes in where... Mm -hmm. You take on the shame and the responsibility rather than having to deal with the more terrifying, powerful person. I do think it's, it comes down to this, this question of power, of personal power yeah. or personal agency that we've talked about. In kind of every situation where you may be starting to feel resentment or you have questions as to what's expected of you or are there demands being placed on you that you're not sure you want to fulfill is to think about what kind of power do you have in that situation? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
realistically (laughs) enlist others if you have if you have trouble accessing your own sense of personal power right yeah You, you know do you have financial power do you have social power do you have intellectual resources emotional resources do you have political power and see what ways those can be exercised to have an outcome that you want Mm -hmm. or at least make an attempt Mm -hmm. at that outcome Yeah. yeah and when you decide the various ways that the situation might be addressed then have the courage to do the things that you need to do to get the outcome that you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that does take a lot of courage for, especially for someone with codependent behaviors. Mm-hmm. The, the the thought of offending someone, disappointing, disappointing someone, someone, yeah, angering someone, angering someone, yeah, yeah, that was really hard for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm sure there were plenty of times where I wanted to change something, but yeah, just that thought just stopped me tracks mm-hmm. you know and and then now I'm, now i gotta go do the mental gymnastics to make to, it about accepting <laughs> right mm-hmm. making it about acceptance yeah so it was complicated it was the whole process was overcomplicated, and and i didn't accomplish anything at all mm-hmm. and now it's actually not that complicated like you said the more i practice this the more automatic it becomes mm-hmm. because i just know myself and i'm comfortable with my abilities to make these choices and the the biggest thing that I can think of in terms of acceptance, well, there are a lot of big things. Like, for instance, we're all going to die. We have to accept that. Yeah, yeah, right. Know? Yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> Death and taxes, those are both ways right, to right. accept those. But other people mm-hmm. are things that we cannot change. No, no. <laughs> um, we can ask for change. Yeah. And we can help them change. But change has to come from within. So, I mean, that's a big thing that has to be accepted, which you said you've done, for instance, with your family. Mm-hmm. But you don't need to stop there. Yeah. It's not about, oh, they're never going to change. So, so I just I'm have to accept the treatment, anything. right? Like, right. so you, you then have to go further and say, so how do I, given that they can't change, mm-hmm. how do I get the outcome that I want that's, that's healthy and, and positive for me? Yeah. And that could be leaving the relationship or that could just be deciding to stay and accepting that, they're going to be the people that they are. Yep. And as always, it feels really good to have the healthy (laughs) approach to these things. Mm -hmm. And I really like this saying even more than ever. Obviously, I didn't like it before because it was just confusing and made me feel insufficient or something because it's like kind of new in my core. I wasn't really doing these things. Right. And then then that causes more shame. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because I know you're failing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like you know you should super be, simple. You know you should be doing something, yeah. but you don't know how to do it, or right. and it's scared to do. But yeah, it actually is pretty simple. Pretty simple saying, and it's a good thing to have. It's in mind. simple but not easy. Is, is simple always, but not easy is always the trick, and exactly. that's where you know the wisdom comes in. Is to cultivate, mm-hmm. cultivating wisdom, cultivating courage, cultivating yeah. true acceptance. Uh, yeah, right. Actual acceptance. Authentic acceptance, not one, that, not an acceptance that comes from this sense of powerlessness in your life but mm-hmm. a authentic expression of the power you do have and understanding the power that you don't have yeah and you're making a choice this is all intentional mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. these acceptances that you're doing are, are i'm making the choice to do this this is not i'm not being forced to accept this and the nice thing is that it didn't come from god <laughs> yeah right <laughs> you granted yourself the serenity to accept the things that you cannot change you developed yourself the courage 
to change the things that you can. Mm -hmm. And you are working, as we all are, always on the wisdom to know the difference. Hope you enjoy this episode. As always, we love to hear from you. Um, if you have any comments, questions, again, um, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Searching for a Codependent Mind. We appreciate likes and reviews and follows on the podcast platform of your choice. And we hope you'll join us in a couple of weeks. Thank you.